It'll surely be the greatest game since Chips Challenge 1. Hello and welcome everybody to the Geekscape Games Podcast. This is level 31. What the heck happened to level 30? It's been a few weeks and we have a very good reason why we've been gone, but you're going to have to wait to find out at the end of the episode. I am the grand and glorious Shane O'Hare. Here with me at the digital roundtable at Geekscape.net are Derek Cranevelt. Hey. Josh Jackson. Hello. And the one and only Juan Carlos. I missed all of you. As you, have I. Yeah. I thought you he was going to throw in his first F-bomb there already, but he didn't. <laughs> no, 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 no more of those. No good, sir. I've, uh, I had to take this time off to go to some counseling. Um, I, you know, went to a nice little cabin up in a big bear, picked up a a thesaurus or two, uh, picked up a thesaurus, uh, also uh, did some yoga, some, uh, some Pilates kind of centered myself and, you know, now I'm at a better place of, uh, watching my language. I've been doing, I feel like that's a good use of the time. Well, I've been doing yoga too, um, in Grand Theft Auto 5. So I feel like we're (laughs) on... Par together. I've um, been uh, I've been camping out for Robin and Lucina for the past two weeks. So <laughs> <laughs> you have an Ethernet cable strung across like the Future Shop parking lot right now, don't you? Come no, on, Future it's Canada. Shop. It's Canada. There's free Wi-Fi everywhere. Free Wi-Fi, free healthcare. Future Shop stopped s- existing. Remember? Free? Still use Celsius. Future Shop disappeared like three weeks ago. <sighs> I mean, a couple months ago. And yet we still have Fye. I, I've never heard of Fye. I haven't seen an FYE in a really long time. Is a F- there's an FYE in Torrance, and I, if I do believe if I'm correct, Shane, does it stand for For Your Entertainment? Exactly. Boom, right. boom, boom. We have the this week's winner. You win nothing. Um, anyway, <laughs> before we get off on t- uh, too much of a tangent, um, we have been gone for a few weeks. We do apologize. We're getting back into the swing of things. Things are going to get normal. We got a lot of awesome video game news. And this is your first Geekscape Games. You're probably asking, what the heck is Geekscape Games? And how did I get here? And who is the man in the trench coat? Well, let me tell you. The man, <laughs> the man in the trench, coat. trench coat's name is Shane. <laughs> no, it's Josh Jackson. And he's not wearing anything <laughs> under it. <laughs> I'm not even wearing the trench coat, so that can't be me. <laughs> uh. um, we are the dedicated gaming podcast on the Geekscape network. Uh, we talk about the news, games we've been playing, and we have a listener mission objective at the end of the week. And I've been told by quite a few people that we're a group of very, very funny guys. Um, so what do you say, funny guys, we get into it by talking about Cyberpunk 2077 permanently not going to be talked about until 2017? Well, that's uh, not funny. Well, it's not that funny. Uh, the that makes me company, sad. The company behind 2077... <laughs> Uh, Witcher, also the Witcher 3 devs, uh, CD Projekt Red from Poland says um, they they want to not talk about it at all into 2017, and they really expect and want it to be a bigger commercial success than The Witcher 3, which I think wow. is is kind of, you know, it's pretty high praise, uh, or not high praise, it's shooting for the fucking moon, but... Well, and um, they, they, did, they said that... Uh, this year and next year, they want it to be the year of The Witcher, um, which I, I've been playing the game, which I'll talk about later. But uh, 
oh, they knocked it out of the fucking park and uh, it I've, absolutely deserves it and they're planning on supporting it for a long time you know they as we mentioned in a previous episode they're really into the uh, you know like supporting their product after they there's the, after they release it there's already been a bunch of patches to improve performance um, and they also announced that there's going to be 16 free DLCs for every single person who bought the game so yeah I saw um, that I saw obviously that. it's going to take some time for that stuff to happen but but as excited as I am for cyberpunk it's going to take me fucking two years to finish the witcher anyway <laughs> Assuming you'll ever finish it as it is. <laughs> Just nothing. Absolutely nothing. He's gonna get caught up in his Apple Watch and uh, Sorry, I was playing Mario Witcher. Kurt. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I I turned my microphone off for a second. Michaela entered the room. She started playing Animal Crossing tonight, um, about three hours ago, and she came in and she's like, "The 3DS is flashing a red light. What's happening?" And I said, "You were playing too much Animal Crossing, and you have to plug it in." No, that's you should have just taken your glasses off very dramatically and goes, "My God, the what prophecy is true. <laughs> you you have the chosen 3DS." <laughs> Wait, um, so, it's so it's def- it, sorry, I, I, I just want to talk it. about Animal Crossing. It, yeah, you, a few <laughs> weeks ago in the episode, we were, uh, you know, I was trying to get you guys to sell her on it, and then I eventually, I actually, I used the credit uh, that I won about a year ago in uh, uh, before you hung Mario Kart. You hung onto that Mario Kart credit for that long? Yeah, that yeah. So I, I won this credit wow. in the Mario Kart Eight tournament before the game came out. And uh, used it for Animal Crossing, and she finally started it tonight. And she she was not she didn't seem like she was that gonna be that into it, but then she like you know she she got her tent house, and then she was running around, and she's like, oh, there's pears in this tree. I wonder if I can take them. And then the the shop was like buying pears for extra money, so she spent like an hour running around and collecting all of the pears to sell. And then like you know like like Tom Nook was like, oh, come back and see me soon, and we'll talk about how much you owe me. And I went in the room like an hour later, and I was like, did you talk to Tom Nook yet? And she's like, no, I found fishing. And um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, and and I, I've never been fault, overly interested it? in Animal Crossing, but watching her play it for a little while, I was like, I could I could play this. Oh, it's it's a great game. Do any of you guys play Animal Crossing before we b- briefly? Um, yeah, not since Pokemon X and Y came out, but I played it all the time up until then. And I played yeah, it on something. GameCube all the way up, so yeah, I've been playing it for too long. Um, yeah, it's 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 a great. I hate to say, it, but like a great girl game. Um, it it just girls fucking love it. So maybe I'm a girl. What does that say? I did get a pedicure uh the other day. I've also I'll been training you. her on Mario Kart, so it's pretty awesome. <laughs> I uh, just gloss over my pedicure. Yeah, not anyway. as not as great as a pedicure, but Mario Kart's cool too, I guess. <laughs> so w- wait, when did so when did you win this gift card? Derek, so before, so it was, uh, it was actually just a press tournament that Nintendo hosted before Mario Kart Eight came out last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was about a week before launch. I had had the game for a few weeks, and they basically had um, two brackets of uh, of of players, and and the first, I think, two like the the first first and second place from each bracket went into like a final bracket, and then the winner of that tournament won like won a big prize i ended up coming in second um literally like first first place for the first three matches of the cup fourth of the the fourth uh track first place for like the entire thing 
I get like blue shelled around like the final corner and I come in like fifth or sixth and it's enough to put me into second place. Um, but yeah, anyways, I won like, I think I, I think I got like 60 bucks in, uh, eShop credit for that, um, which was rad. And, uh, so I bought Inazuma 11 back when it was on sale last, which I still haven't played, but it's sitting on my 3DS. Uh, and then, and then I picked up Animal Crossing finally. So I just kind of had it sitting on my account. So I was was wondering, so you won a gift card a year ago to buy a game that came out a year before Mario Kart 8 came out. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Sounds legit. I was just waiting for the right game to come around, and then it turned out it was Animal Crossing. Uh, It turns out it came out a year before the game Mario Kart 8 came out. (laughs) You should should hang on to that code, because maybe Cyberpunk 2077 will be released on the Wii U. Um, Not likely. (laughs) Adam Kaczynski, uh, or... Kaczynski, isn't he like a never mind? Um, we that's Ted Kaczynski. Uh, Adam Kaczynski, <laughs> uh, CEO of CD Projekt Red, said, uh, "We hope that we, we hope and are certain that Cyberpunk has even bigger commercial potential. It is way too early to talk about it, though. Um, it's uh, I'll be excited to see. Um, I mean, they have that like pre-rendered um, video. I'll be excited to see um, this game. I, I never really got into the Deus Ex stuff myself." Um, but I like the. Which I still think you should play Human Revolution because it's oh, fucking I'll, I amazing. Agree. I'll do it. I'll I put agree. it on my Steam wish list and wait till it goes on sale. But um, I'll just I, bring I like, you my copy and I'll give it to you at Comic Con. I finished all the stuff and the DLC, and it's 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 one of those games that you can't play twice because you kind of already know the story. Or actually, you can't yeah. play twice because the endings are different. But I will bring you my copy and I'll give it to you, and, okay, and uh, and enjoy it because it's right, damn we'll awesome. Will do. Yeah. Um, anybody else? Oh, go ahead, Josh. And I just have to say that it's refreshing to see a developer show some restraint and say, you know what, we're not going to show this game until we're uh, ready to show what the game is actually going to be like. I mean, how many other developers would have just thrown up a pre-rendered? They would have been like, it's uh, coming video. out this Christmas. Yeah, yeah. and a pre-rendered cutscene at E3 that's all like CG, and then they're like, I, this game's totally going to be like this. I promise, coming this Christmas. <laughs> And then you get it, and they don't have faces. <laughs> <laughs> and it's two Christmases later. Yeah. <laughs> the The one thing that I love talking about is the um, uh, the pedigree of this game is that um, Cyberpunk 2077, and any of our listeners, please correct me if I'm wrong, but when I, the story broke a while ago, I did my research, and this is what I learned. But... Cyberpunk 2077 is an old uh, tabletop uh, pen and paper role-playing game. And it was the first instance of the modern, like, stat system that's used in, like, D&D and, like, in uh, uh, digital RPGs, like, in video games, where it'll it just, like, all the different, like, how you roll your stats and how they're applied and how they leveled up. Um, it was, it pretty much was what's used today, even. And they got that, the guy who wrote the game back in the day to work on this one so it's it's not going to be and that's one thing that, that I, I i want to touch on even more is that this company really knows how to take uh, an ip and a property and make it amazing and when i talked to the devs at comic-con last year they said this is the only time that the guy who wrote the witcher games has liked anything or wrote the witcher books has liked anything other than um his books uh he's, this is the only time it's been like accurately adapted like they've had a tv show and like a movie and some other stuff that's just like terrible and this is the only time he's actually liked anything so i think this company is going to be able to take the this game and fucking just blow it out of the water i mean 
that's just me. That's just me. But I like to. I like the the uh, Blade Runner aesthetic. I'm not a big sword and sorcery guy. Oh yeah, definitely seems like the the uh, property's in good hands. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, going down the list. Uh, Derek, um, I've received numerous emails over the last week about Chips Challenge and Ch- Chips Challenge 2. <laughs> uh, one of them asking if you would play it if I got you a code and you said no, which is very disappointing. Because, no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. You, no, 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 no. You, you, you misread. My response to that email was absolutely not. It was a little bit more vitriol than just no. <laughs> I, and I don't see why. Like, it's not just, uh, I think that Chips Challenge 2, which I haven't played yet, but you know, just uh, gonna go on a, go out on a limb here. You know, The Witcher Three is uh, is a great game. You know, it took a team of uh, two hundred people about three years to make. I believe it was. I want to yeah. see how you're if I can connect these dots. Uh, Chip <laughs> Challenge Two is it's twenty five years later. You know, with The Witcher Three, I, I started playing The Witcher Three, and I was like, this is probably game of the year for me. Um, you know, it's May. I think it's you know it's it's probably getting to the point where you, we can see all the releases coming out later this year. And and and, and The Witcher Three came out of nowhere for me. But uh, I feel like as soon as I pick up Chips Challenge Two, you know, you're gonna see that 25 years of work and the legal battle. You're gonna feel that uh, <laughs> in the circuitry of the chips that you're picking up. And um, <laughs> I'm so excited for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, it's and it's like a four dollar game, you know, the hour per dollar ratio in Chips Challenge Two, because that difficulty is going to ramp up really fast. The hour per dollar uh, ratio on that one is uh, you're gonna you, you thought you thought you were getting a good package with with The Witcher Three, you know, being two hundred plus hours long. Just wait till you play Chips Challenge Two. So much, and then once you finish feel, all the levels, even... there's a level editor. I could feel the Canadian, but uh, it hits Steam today. You. <laughs> it, it hit Steam today. Uh, I was going to try yeah, and get sure. Shane to play it so he could talk about it on the show, but he refused, and uh, it's really disappointing. Go you, you could live stream it. It'll surely be you a probably have a lot of viewers. Since Chips Challenge One. <laughs> oh some my of my God. most vivid memories, some of my most vivid childhood memories, are of Chips Challenge One. And how mad it made me. I thought you Because it was so fucking hard. That, no, that? that was the rest of us. <laughs> we just haven't played it. So, so, like, is this just, like, a pure nostalgia dump for you? Or, like, what's, what's I don't the know. attraction to Chip's Challenge so much? Like, you just got it's just crazy. Day, I, like, I think it's just crazy that the I, 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 I and, and, and most other people had no idea about just what this you know it's a lone developer and just what he went through to try like to try and retain or, or regain the rights to this so he could m- finish th- this game that he started working on 25 years ago i think it's it's a uh just just for that reason i would like like to purchase it um and yeah and yeah and also it's a nostalgia thing you know why the fuck do i buy th- why the, why do i have fucking 50 amiibos because nostalgia <laughs> There's no other reason than that. Um, nostalgia. So you have, have nostalgia are... for Shulk. Come on. <laughs> oh, I don't even know. Half, I don't even know who half the characters are actually that I paid fifteen dollars for. But the other ones, nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> but so half of them are nostalgia. Half of them are. I have to have all of them, or I don't want any of them. Just don't get into which those, is also uh, why I'm lining up. Which card. is why I'm lining outside Toys R Us at five a.m. tomorrow because Wait, I need are you, to make sure. Are you seriously going to do that? Yeah, they open at ten, so I want to be there at five. Um, 
rumor has it they have one Robin and one Lucina, so I have to be first that in line. Right. Or I'm well, not if you were serious all. about it, you'd be there now like I was when I lined up overnight <laughs> and almost got killed. Whoa, 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 whoa. Almost got killed. Let's hear this story. No, there's no story. I just was out late in Los Angeles. So you always run oh. that risk. I, I was... This is another. Should try being out late in like, Nanaimo. There's actually a like, there's actually a 10 p.m. Uh, curfew for all uh, citizens. Really? Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm making that up. What is this? Like some fucking like Orwellian well, you see, shit. After so you after see wave were, after wave if there after was the no curfew, riots of wave three, they right uh, the they, event, they put the curfew the up. Riot. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Which one? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Canada rarely wins hockey championships anymore, so it's. Oh! That's because they have like two teams. <laughs> yeah, they have they have the Oilers. They have the Senators. Just, okay. Canucks. Um, track. The, can- the, can- the Flames. Canucks, the Flames. The Flames. The Canucks. Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs. They have six. I think teams. that's it, isn't it? And they got a baseball team and a basketball team. I don't think and they play hockey. Junior high. <laughs> I don't think the Raptors play hockey. <laughs> I don't think the Raptors exist anymore. Do they? Toronto they Raptors. Played the playoffs this year. Oh, I was thinking of the Vancouver Grizzlies, who definitely don't <laughs> exist. Yeah, now they're the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, are they really? Yeah. Ew, gross. Sports they, talk. <laughs> Live on Gibbsgate Games. Anyway, well, so moving can... on. Uh, <laughs> last Earlier this week, a amazing-looking project popped up on Kickstarter, and I'm actually really sad. To, you know, there's been a lot of stuff on Kickstarter really recently, like Ukulele, who surpassed, which, which surpassed all of its stretch goals within 24 hours uh bloodstained which is that metroidvania uh style game um which passed its its goal in less than a day there's this game called perception um which is a, by a new studio called the deep end games which is actually made up largely of x irrational games developers um they released a, a, a kickstarter campaign for a game called perception uh, i think it was on tuesday and this game looks fucking incredible. It, it, it's so so. The tagline it says a narrative ho- horror adventure featuring a young Are you blind just trying woman to, like, who must solve fill mysteries. A void that is and... PT? <laughs> no, this legitimately looks incredible. Uh, featuring a young blind woman who must solve mysteries and escape a deadly presence all without sight. So just watching the trailer for this project, it looks super different. It's kind of this girl can't see, so it's kind of almost like a daredevil-y type um, of vision where she actually like has to like hit the floor with something and then she gets a brief glimpse of what's around her um and and it's really cool because for instance each time she's like her her steps make noise right so when she steps you see like a brief very brief very very like not very far in front of you but very briefly um the objects directly in front of you light up um but if anything you know she she sees sound basically so if anything in the environment makes a noise like a pipe creaks or or there's something in the distance she can see that too like that glows out in the distance and you have to make your way to it um so basically this girl sees uh using echolocation um every sound creates visual um basically some of the feature the, the key points it says you you'll engage in a deadly game of hide and seek with relentless energies including the uh, enemies sorry uh including the presence um trigger radical change at the estate at echo bluff each time you solve its mysteries so basically this the story is this girl keeps seeing this uh mansion basically in her dreams um and uh 
so she ends up going there because obviously you know she's having a recurring dream about this place so she um, wants to figure out why um, so after months of research she discovers an abandoned mansion once there Cassie finds that F- Echo Bluff is far worse than her nightmares a ghastly presence has tormented its inhabitants over generations and it now haunts Cassie uh, she must solve the estate's mysteries or become one of its victims anyways it looks it looks I, I it, it looks super original it looks super different and I'm um, really looking forward to playing it I sounds a lot like it, PT it's not. It doesn't look anything like PT actually. Well, it doesn't but, look um, like it, but it sounds like it. Well, I would imagine it's a video this game, game has and it's a horror game. <laughs> it does. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's, it's that a was first a per- fucking compelling as shit hallway. So don't you shut your mouth. <laughs> I just don't know why the P, why the PT like it literally. It's a horror game. Oh, sounds like PT. Sounds like uh, you know, it's just, just like PT. Anyways, they're we all they're still sitting hold PT so closely to our hearts, so that we can't let it go. We do. That is true. Um, so we've it's uh. Still got 27 days to go, so a lot of time. It's at 57,000. Uh, it's got a goal of 150,000. Um, so I'm sure it'll hit it. It's just crazy that, it, you know, it, it like like coming from such uh, celebrated developers, I, I don't know why it's taking so long. Um, when, well, especially I, I, I especially think... seeing things like ukulele, um, which, again, that, I get, you know, that's, I guess, a kind of a spiritual successor to a love beloved series and i guess so is bloodstained so it's another i think is this another example where a brand new IP, nobody cares about new ips can can i be like super cynical and like borderline like douchey hipster for a minute you always are you mean <laughs> outside of normal um i think well, at least with ukulele and bloodstained there's a huge a nostalgia factor but um like oh remember you know banner kazooie and remember you know this oh it's the same game uh um, but it's also um, like that that whole like '90s kids epidemic. It's like, does, does that make sense? Well, anybody? I like, don't know if it like, makes oh. sense for Bloodstained, considering that a the last Castlevania game that came out was just like four years ago. Yeah, but this is like a <laughs> Symphony of the Symphony of Night that came out in '96. Yeah, but the they PC did engine. all of the DS ones and everything like that. We're all Symphony of the Night style games yeah, as but well, only and they released... '90s kids will remember those games. That's not true. They came out in like mid two thousand. Only nineties kids <laughs> will remember those you sound games. Like a BuzzFeed article. <laughs> <laughs> you but I mean, I mean, in, the, in terms of kids will remember. <laughs> in terms of ukulele and stuff like that, it's it's not as though there haven't you know obviously the plat the the kind of platformer genre has. Um, you know, shrunk, but I mean, you, it's not like there aren't good platformers out there. Yeah, um, and, I and think... it's not like there aren't it's not like there aren't good good sides you know side scrolling Metroidvania style games out there. So is it something where it's because there are spiritual successors to these existing IPs? They do you know does that it's does that have a big contribution to it? Because it was crazy seeing things like Ukulele you know blow away its huge goal in in such a quick amount of time, and then this one's. Um, you know, I mean, it's still doing very well, but it's a third of the way there um, in a few days rather than like three times the goal in less than one. Right. I mean, yeah, and I think nostalgia and the uh, familiarity has a big part to play with um, when it comes to that. But I think a big part of it, too, is just uh, a lot of gamers see games like Ukulele and Bloodstained as an opportunity to kind of give the middle finger to the publishers who keep insisting that people don't want these games. That's a good point. So they keep refusing to make them. Whereas, like, you know, Microsoft has been sitting on Banjo-Kazooie for so long, and then when they finally came out with a game, it was nothing like Banjo-Kazooie. 
and then flash forward to what it's been like five years or so since then and we finally have an opportunity to play it a banjo style game and people just threw their money at it and it's kind of a rejection of konami and microsoft and then capcom with mighty number nine saying that people don't want these games anymore and then yeah that's a really good point yeah it gives them the chance to voice their opinion and say you know no you're wrong we do still want these games whereas with this one i mean this one honestly listening to you describe it and you know reading up on it and everything it sounds like a really creative idea and it's definitely in capable hands but at the same time i feel like people have less of an attachment because there's not as strong of a nostalgia factor since bioshock for sure just came out and not only that well and it's not anything like, like bioshock either yeah and it's not anything like bioshock and on top of all of that um bioshock still got to in an to an extent tell its complete story whereas oh and they're still going to make bioshock games too like like you're probably never going to get a true banjo experience again um konami you know probably won't make another metroidvania style castlevania games because they're only going to make mobile games basically um still so yeah so having chinko machine yeah yeah exactly so yeah so you know in the bioshock series the 2k has said it's still very important to them so we will probably see more um from that series um so yeah no that's a really good point as well yeah, just only this 90s kids <laughs> <laughs> will remember banjo kazooie that is true didn't banjo kazooie uh, 2 come out in like 2000 only <laughs> 90s kids that means you were 10 <laughs> yeah but yeah anyway but if you're um, not nice because you're some douchey hipster who <laughs> pretends that you play banjo kazooie when you just saw a youtube video yeah yeah see see Juan's on my side hardcore gamers play straight out of the womb <laughs> whoa <laughs> here's son here's binding of isaac happy birthday there, yeah. there's a visual for you kids because, because the because the mother the mother is too busy playing games to go to the hospital so she just gives birth in the middle of her animal crossing game she was picking those pears in her uh in her village <laughs> yeah my wife's gonna be giving birth while she's running prison of elders level 34 <laughs> <laughs> Um, can I safely say that that all four of us have seen Mad Max by now? No. I have not. Oh, it's so good. Ah! I'm, I'm going to go see it this Saturday. Oh, What's fuck wrong with because, you because, because I was a good husband. He's like, I was too busy playing Pokemon Shuffle. <laughs> that, and I had to go see Pitch Perfect 2. Motherfucker. Pitch Perfect 2 was so bad. I thought the first one was overrated. Did you so love I didn't it? Even bother with the second one. It, I, it was. It was it. basically exactly the same movie as the first one. Like like they're up on their high horse, and then something embarrassing happens, and so you know it shuts them down, and then they got to build their way back up again through you know even though there's like this impossible seeming foe um who they beat in the end even though the the foe actually did a much better job, and then you have those annoying announcers who make the same jokes that they did last time around. It just felt like the same movie, but less funny. I, so did they recruit I, um, Anna Kendrick all over again? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. She kind of disappeared for a while to do her own thing, and then she was like, no, this is what's important. The <laughs> only thing I remember from Pitch Perfect 1 was like all the random DJ software she was using to make her mashups. I'm like, that's not how that works, fucker. I, I but see, that's only a very, uh-huh. yeah, that's only a, like an audience of one who caught that, though, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I mean, you stood I was, up in the theater. That is a lie. I was like, "What is this horse shit?" <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. Go, go see Mad Max. Go see Mad Max. This I saw Saturday. Mad Max. Uh, 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 as a date, 
and the girl kept trying to make out with me in the movie theater, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Look yeah, at yeah, this movie. Get away from me. Watch this movie. Look at what's happening on screen. This is amazing. Do you understand that those are real explosions? Those are real explosions. Um, I don't have time for this. There's a <laughs> movie on the screen right now. No, I mean, you like put in like a buffer later. seat. You put like a buffer seat in. A buffer seat? Excuse me. You don't. You don't know what a buffer seat is. Oh, I thought you said buffer seat. I'm like, what do you want me to do with my <laughs> no. seat? <laughs> no, no buffer seat, so that she, you know, you can just focus on the movie and and she can't bug you. Oh, we were still so seat between you guys, an empty. We seat. We were still getting our cuddles on. I mean, fuck off. I'm not heartless. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about this Mad Max game because I feel like after seeing the movie, perfect, perfect world for a video game and I would fucking love a video game in it. But I f- And I feel like points of the trailers we've seen for the game look really, really cool, but I feel like voice acting is really bad. Animation can be really choppy at times. Um, uh, I don't know what to think. And the fact that what you know the movie came out in May and the game's not releasing until September, which is kind of oh. weird. You well, know, like literally, I feel like if if it was in June. Oh, I thought it was September. Released in June. The thing is, the game started production like 2008, and it got scrapped and redone completely when studios changed hands, and then uh, the director of the movies, George Miller. Yeah. Yes, that's it. George Miller was working on it, and he's like, "Let's let's let's change how things look." So this game was actually supposed to come out last year, and it has nothing to do with the movie whatsoever. Which is which so, I'm fine with. But I yeah. mean, yeah, you know, it looks, it's obviously got similar themes and, and a similar, uh, like, to, like, tone in the environment and the settings and everything like that. Um, All right. Um, you know, but like, I feel uh, like, I feel like hold walking on a out. Sorry to cut you off. Sorry to cut you off. One, you have to go. Yeah. That's terribly sad. Thank you for, for joining us. We'll see you back here next week. Oh, of course. I will be okay. here next week. So, like, real quick, uh, our question of the week uh, is, what do you want to see at E3? Give us a quick bullet point, and you can explain it later. Uh, brand new characters for Smash Brothers, more, uh, video play, uh, playable demo of Star Fox, so Josh can go play it, and uh, F it, uh, wildcard Super Mario RPG. I want another one. Okay. All right. We'll see you back next week, guys. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Juan. For me. Bye-bye. To Juan's disappointment, like it'll I th- probably just be Sticker Star 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see you. Uh, I, I feel like I would not. I would like no more Smash Brothers characters, and, and the main reason for that is because more Smash Brothers characters means more Smash Brothers amiibo. And I feel like you know, I was thinking about like how addicted I am to the the figures and everything like that. Um, and I, I determined that probably once I complete the Smash Brothers set, I'll probably be fine to stop. No, you're not. No, you're not. But I, you uh, can't I, stop I can the Smash believe. Brothers set never ends. <laughs> exactly. You know, maybe that's that's their that's their plan. Is they're like, we'll just keep adding characters so that the people that are like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna collect the Smash Brothers set and ignore the other ones, they'll have to keep buying. Yeah. Mad Max. Anyway, <laughs> Mad Max I, Amiibo. I, I, so you're kind of on the f- fence about this. The the moment I I saw the the dev like trailer like a month or two ago i was i was sold right away sold it, lo- the- it looks really co- and it's also a tie-in game so generally like like tie-in as in you know and, and like you said it has nothing to do with the movie but it feel you know i didn't know that actually until i thought it was like you know they don't have the licenses to the actors and it's a separate story but obvi- because of the um you know how it's releasing so shortly after the movie it's like you know it's tying into the popularity of the movie and so it's you know licensed games are generally bad um do you I, remember I just, wolverine I, on the xbox 
Wolverine was uh, Wolverine was an exception. Yeah. And there's a couple of other exceptions, but generally licensed games are fucking awful. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chronicles. Yeah, of I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm really. What's Chronicles that? Of Chronicles of Riddick. He yeah, just Chronicles of Riddick's a really good one too. Yeah. Um, I I'm just skeptical. It, it it looks really awesome at points, and it looks really unpolished at points. But I understand that it's probably not finished yet either. So, um, no, I'll definitely take a look at it. And I mean, Sony is repping it pretty hard as well, which is a good sign. They said it was going to be like ninety percent driving, and then there's going to be some exploration. So I have, I have, like, in its open world, and the universe looks really compelling, and especially with after seeing the movie, I'm totally on board with it. Josh, have you, have you, you haven't seen the movie yet? You need to go see it. I haven't seen this movie. I haven't seen the previous ones. I have no clue well, about anything I, that's going on as far as Mad Max is concerned. You don't need pre- a clue. You you don't need to see the previous ones. It's totally standalone. Yeah, and I it's totally fucking ones. awesome. I just heard that there's someone playing an electric guitar that shoots fire. Yeah, like the 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 death truck is what it's called. It's really cool looking. See the movie. I my, I I was talking to my friend and I was like, I haven't seen the first ones. He's like, skip Mad Max one. It's boring. It doesn't even feel like post apocalyptic. It just feels like a movie that was made in Australia. And I was like, okay, well, I've seen clips and parts of the other Mad Max movies. He he's got to be goofing. Mad Max one is terrible. And it looks like it was like like it doesn't look post apocalyptic at all. There's like cops and clean vehicles and like the 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 shift in like style from the first one to the second one is so abrupt and drastic. It's like what what are these what do these movies have to do with each other? So don't see the first one. You're not missing out. Right, I know. Good. I know. <laughs> I won't, I know see, that if, I won't if, see the rest of them either, just in case. <laughs> I know that if uh, our uh, our good friend Molly Mayhan is listening to this, she'll probably very be very mad at me for for dissuading anybody from seeing the Mad Max movies. Let's be let's be clear. She's not listening. No. She's not listening. <laughs> um. So yeah, let's um let's hit a couple more news topics before we get into our games. The one that I'm most excited to talk about this week is the free PlayStation Plus games for June, and the one on the list that I am so hyped for is. Metal Gear Ground Zeroes. Uh, we've been talking about, or I've been talking about for the last few months, like picking it up and playing it, and now I will. There's some <laughs> other games in there that but are now just, I don't you know, have to pick it up because it's going to auto-download to my system. Yeah. Yeah. I um, There's some other other games in there that I didn't really like. I, I, I get all of them. What What is what is your... Um, Derek doesn't have PlayStation Plus, but, but Josh, what is I your... I got it again. You got it again? <clears throat> all right. So we're going to play Destiny when we're done here with this, right? Uh, no. no, I'm playing The Witcher. I only have time for one game, and The Witcher is going to be my next three years. So, <laughs> there's some other games on there that like I don't remember, but my so my yeah. So you've got you've got uh, Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes, which is short, but a, I, I had a really good time with it. Really good looking game. Really nice prep for um, for uh, the Phantom Pain when that releases in September. It's getting tough though because I love I love the Metal Gear series. It doesn't. It, it just feels so much more action oriented than the old ones felt. Mm-hmm. Um, just in the way the movement works and in the way the weapons are and everything like that, like it, you know, I felt like I felt like the design and the controls and everything like that in in you know Metal Gear Solid Three and before and even a bit in in Metal Gear Solid Four, um, it felt super stealth oriented and it doesn't feel as much this time. Um, I almost don't, and it may it may go back to I've never been aside from a few exceptions like fallout 3 and now the witcher 3 i've never been a huge fan of like open world 
type areas or to, or open world type environments and and that's very much what this is um so yeah no i i really enjoyed what i played of it but i had a hard time getting used to the mechanics of this one because i was expecting you know a more of a metal gear experience and it feels different than that so it'll be I'll, i'm really interested interested to hear what you think after you play it because you were a big metal gear fan too weren't you i have played all of them except for the the like vita and the psp ones uh, i actually know oh, the, the psp ones are so good um i i did get metal gear acid on launch why, why do i if they really if they re-released those for the on the uh the the vita shop i would probably buy a vita again really oh yeah like I, they're, I, I was a lot better than one but i never played two they're they're both one? they're both unreal yeah acid acid was was a fucking Except the stories are so stupid but the gameplay is so fun <laughs> yeah i i'm i'm i can't wait my my common or common my standard operating procedure for playstation plus is add all of them to the library and if i want to play any of them i'll do it i, I started playing ollie ollie 2 ollie world ollie 2, ollie 2 is a blast it, I, I for some reason i'm just like like there's a disconnect between my brain and my fingers i just can't it's really hard it's really hard and it takes a while to get i i think the reason like i don't have a super hard time for it but i played the hell out of ollie ollie one uh, out of the first game so it was like nothing jumping into two um but i mean even you know i get like five or six levels in and it starts to get really really hard which is good like because i always feel like you know there's games that are hard because they're cheap and there's games that are hard where every single time you die it's because you messed up and that's definitely like an ollie ollie thing and you learn from it each time that you fall because you're doing the same level over and over until you hit all the goals in it right so yeah um i definitely feel like it's one of those games where you know what you're doing wrong and and it's just a matter of trial and error until you can figure it out it's not because it's like a like a cheap thing or anything like that are there any of the other games on this list that you're excited for? I mean, the other ones I've never heard of, but I'm going to just get it for ground zeros. I mean, I always forget. just download everything. It's it's a bunch of indie games. Like, you've got a game called Skulls of the Shogun Bonafide Edition. It says that's a turn-based strategy game with a twist. Your army is undead. Undead samurai, to be exact. Build up your forces and conquer all to reclaim your honor. Never heard of it. Um, the the, the, so those are the PS4 games, but the Vita games in the lineup are also available for PS4, which are Super Exploding Zoo and uh, Futuridium EP Deluxe. Um, and then for PS3, you've got Call of Juarez, uh, Gunslinger, and Cloudberry Kingdom. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, I've heard of Call of Juarez, never played it, but the the only I game I've actually when, really the the one before Gunslinger was really shit, and then when Gunslinger came out, everyone's like, whoa, the games are good again. So. So if anyone's got a PlayStation 3, that's my anecdote. There you go. And yeah, so those will hit on, on June 2nd. And then on the Xbox front, we've got Pool Nation FX for the third month. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Xbox gives two games every month on Xbox One, but yeah, they've had Pool Nation FX, their exclusive pool game for the last three months, and then they've rotated the second game, which at like, first was Rayman like, Legends, which is great, and then the last two months it's just been... Like other like indie games that I've never heard of before, like billiards or like swimming. Like billiards. Oh, okay. That's a fucking weird. <laughs> and this game. is this is it's it's cool too because this uh, Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes. It's the I believe it's only the second actual retail game um, that's hit PlayStation Plus for the PS4. So the last one was uh, Injustice, which uh, dropped in December. Um, Terrible game. 
terrible game. It's a great game. But uh, anyways, that one dropped in December. So now we're seeing Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes. So, you know, and I think it, I, I feel like it's not going to be, it can't be too long until we see stuff like, you know, Knack or Killzone Shadowfall start to hit hit the PlayStation Plus because... There's other terrible games. Uh, no, not Knack. They want people to sign up for PlayStation Plus. Knack, yeah. Knack, Knack looked <laughs> so good. And then it wasn't. But I still tried to. I tried to like it for like as long as I could. I was like, "This is really fun. It's just really hard." Fuck. It's use really that chan- quote. Use that quote in the back of the box. It looked like fun. Then it was. <laughs> Fuck your Christ, Derek. And the funny thing is, when I played Knack, Derek was the only. Like they had this cool mechanic where you could get like collectibles that your friends found. Oh, they and- were so stupid, and there was so many of them, and they were all like random and shit, and it was like they were impossible. Yeah, and it was like the idea, I guess, was kind of like a street pass type thing where if enough of your friends got all of these treasures, then you could have an easier time finding the rare ones because you'd pick them up off your friends' save datas. And I played through... I'm the only person that I know that actually beat Knack, as far as I know. But Yeah, I, I like gave Derek, up. Yeah, Derek was the only person that was giving me treasure, and even then it like stopped halfway through. <laughs> then I just started getting all the basic crap with no friends, with no, no friends attached to it. So yeah, next sounds like maybe if I if I knew you were depending on me, I would have kept going. Oh no, I wouldn't have got everything anyway. I would have given that crap up. I'm I'm surprised I made it to the end to begin with, but I was just really desperate to use my PlayStation Four. (laughs) So is there any? I know the feeling still. Anything anything on the news? uh, Wire you guys want to talk about before we switch gears? Someone stole amiibos off a truck. Oh yeah, yeah, I I want (laughs) to tell me about that. Tell me about that. Um, Apparently, oh no, go ahead, Derek. No, 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 no. Let's let. No, let's no. Let's I've been talking it. too much. Let the, you, you go for it. <laughs> so yeah, apparently, uh, in the UK game, which is pretty much the UK's equivalent to GameStop here, had their shipment of Splatoon Amiibo and Splatoon Limited Editions apparently stolen. Um, according to their statement, they were uh, they were uh, removed. Or went missing off of their delivery truck, so they had to contact a wide variety of their uh, other uh, customer base and tell them that their pre-orders would not be able to be honored because of the, uh, the mysterious the, missing amiibo. The packages. actual the actual quote in the email, though, it says, "We regret to inform you that the lorry transporting the Splatoon stock from Nintendo's European warehouse to Game UK has been stolen." So it wasn't the stock of, of the game, but the actual truck that was transporting. Yeah, and I read about this. The Some other Mad day. Max shit right there. <laughs> I read about this the other day, and I was telling Megan that I imagine it was like some like Vin Diesel, like Fast and the Furious <laughs> thing, where it's like they drove up an identical truck side by side with it through a tunnel, and then had like their guys waiting with inside the tunnel and like hijacked the truck and like swapped them. And I don't, I don't even know how that happens. Yeah, how do you fucking lose a, a, a lorry? Yeah, whatever, yeah, it's crazy. whatever a lorry is. It's it's just like their version of a juggernaut. Do they fill it with petrol? <laughs> All right. Let's get into what we've been playing. Uh, Derek, you've been uh, playing The Witcher 3, um, I, I guess. Have, and this is, uh, you know, I don't, I, I, I've, I'm in a period of my life where I don't have a ton of free time, so I tend to not buy games um, very often. I think this is actually the first game that I've purchased. I mean, I've got I, I, I get a lot of review product, but um, I Humble think this brag. is the first game that I've purchased since Destiny. Um, 
and it was a game that was completely under my radar until reviews started coming out and being like this is the best game ever made and and uh started watching videos and stuff of it and and uh just had to go pick it up and it's it's uh and I like I've said I'm not a guy that's really into open world stuff. I cannot stop playing this game, and it's uh, the, the, everything is so good about the voice acting. The graphics are great. The story seems really really cool, and obviously it's based on books, so it's really really in depth. The characters are really cool. All the mechanics in the game, from the combat to the movement, you can ride a horse. Uh, all this stuff is just really great. I th- the and and my me being impressed with it started literally with unwrapping it. Um, you know, games, physical game packages are so bare bones today. Like, typically you open the sleeve. If you're lucky, it's got, like, a reversible cover, but there's never a manual or any of that shit. Sometimes you get, like, an ad for a map pack or, like, something like that. But uh, I, I bought the standard standard version of, of The Witcher 3, and you open it up, and the first thing that you, you get when you open it up you're greeted with this thank you letter and you know it's like it, it it's a thank you letter from cd project red and they they talk about you know how much they appreciate how much work they put into the game and how much they hope you'd like it and how much they appreciate you using your hard-earned dollars to purchase their title um and everything like that and right from that point i was impressed but you know then you keep going and it comes don't with get that stickers. shit with chips challenge <laughs> no no you don't uh then you then you keep going and there's there's stickers there's a, a fold out like map of the world which is absolutely massive i i remember i was uh when i first played was when i first put the game in and i first looked at the map i was like oh this is a pretty big map like it doesn't look quite as big as it looked on the paper map but it's pretty big and then i hit like the like the stick down again and it zoomed out to like another level and i was like oh holy crap like <laughs> oh i'm like I, I i i gotta quit my job to uh just so i can see this place but and uh, you did it got a new job unfortunately yeah yeah you know i should have tried the unemployed life for a while and uh do just they focus, a, do focus they on the a, witcher do they have state or province funded unemployment in canada i have no idea i, I i've never been unemployed um i've like been working full-time since i was like 14 or 15 so uh yeah, but anyway responsible so, then, so he doesn't need it <laughs> it means i don't have time for your damn video games um but yeah, so yeah, even you know, further in the package, it comes with a soundtrack CD. It comes with an actual paper manual. There's like a bestiary, like all this, all this stuff, which was really impressive. But then you put the actual game in. One thing that I really, really like, and I wish more games did, is you know, like because often I don't, you know, I'll play a game for a few hours, and then I might not have time for a few days, or even a week, or sometimes more. And then, especially RPGs, you jump back into the game after that period of time what the hell happened where where was i where did i leave off like what's going on in the story every time you load up the witcher 3 it like recaps a little bit of what happened last um just to kind of refresh you on where you were so if it's been a while since you've played uh you'll you'll you won't be totally out in the dark um it's i can't say enough now, good now things this about is this game. every time that you you fire it up it gives you like last time on witcher 3 yeah like like during the loading screen uh okay so like yeah like it's not Dark. but like, yeah the thing that i i and i might i'm just waiting for it to go on sale to get battlefield hardline just because the like when you quit the game it's like the uh, next episode of battlefield hardline and i just think little gimmicks like that are cute and cool but yeah and uh yeah it's i i, I really can't say enough good things about it the quest system seems really great it's really cool because it's not just like hey go fetch this like you'll actually come across stuff just as you're 
you know, as you're wandering around the world, um, you'll, you'll come across like, you know, you might come across like a dead body and it's got like a letter on it and that launches like a side quest that takes like a couple of hours. Um, and, and the side quest seem you, it actually, you know, rather than just being like, Oh, my sheep are lost. Like go find my sheep. Like you actually like get, it, it gives you more detail about the lore of the world. And there's a hugely like detailed bestiary for every animal, like every enemy, uh, that you come across. And so there was this one cool quest pretty early on when I had to find out why this like ghoul thing was haunting this well um because the the dude that owned the well like he couldn't get the water from the well and uh so you launch into this quest and it's cool because you as you're learning about the basically there's a soul that's tied to the well because she was murdered there and so you have to like go into like witcher vision which kind of reminds me of like the investigation mode in like the arkham games like you you find stuff in the environment um that kind of starts to explain what happened uh and uh but yeah like it was this, this like in-depth quest where you learn all about these people that were affected and it, it's crazy because you're actually like you know it, it elicits an emotional emotional response about these characters that you never really meet aside from in the lore of the game and uh no i don't know i i, I could go on and on and on there. but i <laughs> my allergies are, are bugging me today actually so uh, but I mean, I could go on and on again, on and on and on, but, uh, I'm not going to, but just, uh, pick it up. It's probably like, it's probably the best game that I've played this year. And I'm not, again, I'm not huge. It's probably the most I've been into an RPG since fallout three. Um, which was what, when did that come out? Like 2008. Um, did we, did pro- we go th- have this conversation before? And it was like 2006 or something. I think we Maybe. did. Uh, yeah, so it's the most I've been into an RPG since Fallout Three. Um, fuck. Which, which, yeah, was a long, long time Shane ago. Shane, edit that part out. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's fantastic. They, the, everyone at CD Projekt Red did a phenomenal job. I can't wait to see just how many awards this game wins because, at, you know, as far as incredible experiences this year, I feel like we haven't had a ton of them. Um, and this want, definitely was you, one of them. Do you want my Witcher Three bag? My canvas bag, big big we'll talk we'll talk talk. i feel like now i'm just like i need to pick up the books and i need to do this and i need to do this and like oh there's a comic book i'll subscribe to that like i just want to know more is not good i don't care i want it i want it Uh, all oh and and in the game like in the packaging you get like a digital code for the first issue of the current line of comics and a digital code for like um extra stuff in the like adventure game that there is for the witcher and like all this all this other stuff it's crazy but no, it's super good game. Uh, I, I recommend picking it up if you've ever if you've ever played a good game before and you enjoyed it and you're like, I would like to play another good game. Why not The Witcher Three? The uh, The Witcher books are on Audible. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, just in case anybody. I do cares. listen to mostly audiobooks because I I can listen to them when I drive, um, and because uh, yeah, and you can think, also listen uh, to them while you play The Witcher. No, no, that, you can't. I, that I can't. Be, that sounds like not, some like torture technique. Like, all right, listen to the book and play the game. I, I always feel like, <laughs> does it not bug you guys if there's other audio aside from the game audio? Like, I remember growing up, and you know, like, like I we'd go to a friend's house and we'd play like split screen, like Medal of Honor on like the PS2 or something. They would, they'd always be like, let's put music on, and then they would put music on, and it always bugged the shit out of me because I'm like, the game has a soundtrack, guys. Um, it. For me personally, it depends on what I'm doing. Like if I'm playing a narrative-driven game, 
I just want to focus on the story. But if I'm like running through my dailies in Destiny, I'll put podcasts on and listen to it. Um, and like when I was streaming on Twitch, playing fuck, what was that game? Operation Firestorm. I can't remember the name. That that game that I already owned. Yes. Um, yeah. I I just was playing some of my DJ mixes uh, because it was just. See, I could such, never, I could never do that. The games have a soundtrack, and especially like stuff like Destiny, like, like, isn't that affecting your ability to like hear where people are running from if they're running around you, or hear where shots are coming from, and that sort of stuff? I, I am legend. I don't, I don't need to worry about that. I am legend. I'm guardian. Yeah, like for me, it was like, I, it doesn't bother me, but I didn't have a choice growing up, so maybe I'm just used to it, because like we had two TVs in the same room. And Whoa, of course fancy. my and well no one was like a ten inch RF adapter piece of crap and then the other one was barely holding on but but yeah the parents TV got the priority so I usually had to play games with the volume down as it is and then now well, I still play games with the volume down pretty much all the time because I only have time to play portable games and if I can't find my headphones or whatever I'll just play silent oh yeah yeah I've I've uh... I used to never, you know, I would always just use the TV or the soundbar audio or whatever. Now I like have to play with because I bought the, you know, the PlayStation Gold headset or whatever. Uh, I talked about it before and ha- and playing PT on it and how much of of a different those, experience it um, was with a headset. Are those wireless or are they optical? Either wireless. Oh, I, I, you got to get an optical headset. I plugged mine in and it's just like holy shit, it's fucking night and day. Well, this was night and day from what I was used to, so I'm oh. okay with it for now. But. Uh, what yeah. is Night and Day Mario Kart 8 DLC that we have both played this last week? It's so good. Not really, not really much to say other than it's just more of more of the awesome. They don't <laughs> know how to fuck up the burrito like Ubisoft. No. They, no, they Nintendo's don't. Great. Um, I love Isabelle. She's my new favorite character. Uh, now I know who Isabelle is because Michaela started Animal Crossing. She she is so adorable. She's going to be your favorite character in that game. Yeah, Isabelle holding Crossing? my town together after I abandoned it for two years. <laughs> Yeah, two years, Jesus! <laughs> Don't you have to go like go mow your grass or something? Um, Pick weeds. No, it's, it's overrun. It's so bad that whenever I turn it, like I started turning it back on occasionally because they were giving away free uh, DLC every two weeks recently. Mm-hmm. And every yeah. time I turned on the game, the gardener character was outside my house offering to pick all the weeds for free because there were so many <laughs> for free. Like in the old games, it was like an Easter egg where if you had too many weeds and you played the game at like 2 a.m., there was a ghost that would pick them all for you for like a certain amount of money. And now. That's pretty funny. And now in this one, just the gardener guy just at your house is like, hey, this crap's out of control. You want me to pick up these <laughs> weeds for you? And every time I'm like, no. That is about to do um, it. So, what, um, uh, Derek, has there been anything else that you've been playing this week? No, I've, like, I picked up, I, I mean, I've, The Witcher 3, I've put more time into that. Um, I've been trying to make time for that, which is something that that rarely happens. But I probably put about ten hours into it so far, maybe, um, which is freaking crazy for me. And in the same yeah. week as moving and starting a new job, I've somehow done that, and I'm exhausted yeah. from it. But I can't stop, won't stop. Uh, I'll have to yeah. pick it up because apparently you guys thought I was the biggest Witcher <laughs> fan on the planet. I was like, what? No, um, you, you, you got had the all those mole, books. You got the note. You got the moleskin notebook and everything. I felt like uh, uh, like. I equated I like, it to now, like, now that I the, played it. Now that I like, as soon as I started playing it, I was like, "Fucking Shane, I wish I had gone to that interview." <laughs> I asked you to go. I know you did, but and I regret. I, it. I mean, I equated it to the fact that like these guys from Poland were like, "Hey, we don't want to bring this back, so just take it." I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, let me go through what I've been talking real quick because Josh has got a big old list. 
Um, I played Destiny House of Wolves. Probably my favorite thing about um, Destiny is this expansion. I was a huge fan of the Queen's bounties, Queen Shaders. I still rock the Queen ship. House of Wolves is an amazing narrative. It was super fun to play. Um, you got to go back and explore uh, the very, very first area where you wake up, like that car graveyard. That was fun. Um, and there's a lot of people complaining about the, the treasure keys. Um, I haven't really hit that yet. Um, but I think this is a true expansion, whereas the Dark Below was just kind of... Uh, just it felt more like what you would cons- what I consider DLC, and this is an actual expansion. There's tons and tons of content, and the Prison of Elders is like, if, in case anybody doesn't know, it's like Horde mode where you go through a bunch of different stuff, and then you get a chance to loot some some chests. And if you have these treasure keys that you can get doing other stuff, you can open the big chest and get all this crazy shit. Uh, you can ascend your gear and bring it like like everything. If you have gear that's already leveled up, um, you can ascend it to bring it up to the the new generation quote unquote uh it's it's great um uh, I, i'll talk about it more when Juan gets back um the other thing i've been playing is dungeons and dragons 5e uh i've been dming for some friends and everybody go out and get, play dungeons and dragons do it once get somebody who can 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 dm for you and weave a story role play the first couple hours will be a little awkward drink some beer but it's super fun. We've been having a it's, lot of fun. It, it's a blast. But I've just had. It's so hard to get a group together regularly. And I mean, I'm yeah. part of. I'm. I'm probably one of the biggest parts of the problem. Um, but yeah, it's always like I want to play it, and then the, the it's just so hard to get it a regular yeah. time going. Yeah, and um, it's uh, but my my two friends that I've been playing with the most, like one's up here uh for the summer. And the other one just got out of school, and they're both looking for jobs. So they're like, every day is like, "Hey, you want to play D and D?" I'm like, "Nah, nah. We just played it three days in a row, and uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm you know working." It's like, hey, you want to play D and D? Like, I like, gotta play Counter Strike. I gotta play Counter Strike. <laughs> I did. I got the new Operation Breakout last night and played through a couple of the missions um, in the CS:GO, just so I could talk about it on the show. Um, they Valve added. Um, uh, they had these things called operations. They had Operation Vanguard, and they had another one that I skipped. Um, but basically, what it is is that you spend spend six bucks. Um, you spend six bucks getting a challenge coin that you can display on your profile. Um, it adds uh, some community maps that are now official maps, quote unquote. And this one, they add a mission, um, uh, a series of missions that you can do. You can be either like go through the terrorist missions, or you can go through the uh counter or the marksman missions um and they they're pretty they're limiting they've actually done a lot of like changes to the matchmaking they've added where you can have your matchmaking rank which is your skill rank and then they've added this thing where you can like rank up your profile um and you rank up your profile by playing more and doing more stuff and there's a theory that this is going to be a potential um barrier entry for people that are either cheaters that will buy the game and then get into matchmaking and cheat or smurfers people that are like super high level that want to like play on a lower level and just like roll over people so they think that maybe it's like okay you need to be a certain profile rank um to get into matchmaking in the future but that's not that's not there right now but um i've only done a couple of the missions um every time you complete uh, enough of the missions you get a drop you get a weapon they've added new weapon cases new knives just just a whole bunch of just a whole bunch of shit to uh get into and um it might be 
it might be an interesting time to get into CSGO. I mean, you have to buy the game and then get the Operation uh, 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 Breakout. No, Operation Bloodhound. Yeah, Operation Bloodhound. Operation Breakout was the first one. Uh, yeah, Bloodhound. But um, it's cool. It's it's fun. I'm probably going to play a little bit of it tonight. Um, after I maybe... No, I already did all my Destiny stuff. So, looks like I'm playing CSGO tonight. Josh? Yeah. <laughs> no, so, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, holy shit! Just saw the list. You've been playing DMC Definitive Edition. Talk about that. Yeah, DMC. Defi- I uh, picked it up last weekend because I it's wanted just like the last one, but more definitive. No, actually, like surprisingly, this is the first time out of all the and as we all know, the numerous, numerous, numerous remasters that have come out in the last year or two. This one actually benefits quite a bit from the uh, bump that it was getting. The um, frame rate boost from 30 to 60 makes a big difference um, oh especially for that game i bet yeah because it was i love the original but it's probably one of its biggest flaws was it was really like the frame rate was really slow which kind mm-hmm. of made the and it made the action in general slow which uh is kind of a big deal when you attach it to devil whoops sorry about that uh more gremlins uh josh you were talking about the fps bump uh that we are getting in this new version Right, right. The um, the bump from 30 frames to 60 frames a second makes a big difference in a game that's based around speed and reaction times like the Devil May Cry series. But if there was one big flaw in the original uh, DMC release, it was that the frame rate was slow, so it kind of made the action a lot less uh, rewarding, I guess. But with this one, the frame rate's a lot smoother regardless. And then on top of that, there's also a turbo mode that they've added. So you can increase the speed of the movement of the game, I believe it was 20%. Really? Yeah, so then that makes it essentially like Devil May Cry 3 in terms of the speed of the game. So like on top of that, what another thing that they added, but I don't think it was a particularly good addition, was the hardcore mode. Which basically tweaks the enemy damage, the combo ratings, and everything to mimic the old Devil May Cry games. Mm. But the way that the combos work in this one and the way that the weapons work and the way that there's enemies that are only damaged by the angel or devil weapons, it kind of doesn't uh, doesn't really work with the old system. So it's a lot harder to build up combos when you switch to hardcore mode since uh, the game wasn't really designed with that type of gameplay in mind. Ah, uh, they don't mesh. Right, but I mean, everything else made the game feel like such a improved experience and I, w- I was one of the people that really liked it originally. Me too. And, and like on top of all of that um, there's a couple of extra cutscenes added in and then the Virgil's Downfall DLC is added in on top of uh, Virgil's Bloody Palace which Bloody Palace is basically a survival mode that you unlocked for beating the game. But I, 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 never, ex- I never beat the game the first time around I, I just finished the Raptor News level and then like <laughs> and I, then you were like, it's peaked, so well, I don't no, want to spoil I, a good I, thing. I stepped away um, to get ready to, to go to San Diego, and then I came back and shifted gears and just kind of forgot about it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's definitely worth checking out. If you picked up the original on PlayStation Plus a few months ago, I would finish it up if you don't have the game anymore. Or I would try the definitive edition because I feel like it's worth it, especially since it's only like 40 bucks. I forgot all about it. I'll have to pick it up. I'll have to pick it up. Uh, real quick, go through a couple other games that you've been playing that um, we could always talk about it more in depth next week. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
So the Splatoon Global Test Fire got to play that a little bit more on uh, this past weekend when they had their final release, which I wrote up a uh, an article about what I picked up from that. So uh, if you want to learn more about my thoughts on that, I guess you could just go through the article since we're running short on time. Um, Puzzles and Dragons, uh, I got to pick that up. And it's fun, but it's kind of like... It has the same problem uh, Knack had, which we were just talking about, where... It's it, not good. Not that it's... Well, <laughs> no, no, Knack, Knack... Yeah, Knack wasn't that good to begin with, but Knack's biggest problem, which I feel like is Puzzle and Dragon's biggest problem, is that it has a huge amount of content, and the game is really long, but the gameplay doesn't have enough variety to support it. Uh. So it's like, I'm like a quarter... And keep in mind that this is two games in one, and they're both very, very long. And they and since they're half RPG, half puzzle game, it it becomes really grind heavy, where you just start getting killed by enemies left and right, and you have to sit there playing the same puzzle stages over and over again to level up your monsters, just to be able to get past that world, only to run into the exact same problem in the next one. And keep in mind that the gameplay is essentially the same from beginning to end, where you're just shifting blocks and matching three colors in a row to make combos. So... It's like, I enjoy it, but there's no way I'm going to finish even one of the games, let alone both the Mario and the uh, traditional Puzzle and Dragons mode, so I'm a little bit torn on that. Uh, outside of that, I played Swords and Soldiers 2, which released on the Nintendo Wii eShop last week. Um, it's, for those unfamiliar, it's a 2D um, RTS game, so it's unique in the sense that it's kind of like similar to a StarCraft where, you know, you manage your units, there's different classes, each class has different advantages and disadvantages, but it's in a flat 2D plane where they only move left and right, so it puts a twist on the strategy aspect while at the same time kind of limiting it because you don't have a full 3D space to work with, mm-hmm. but, I mean, it's really, it's a budget title. Um, How much is it, it in has the le- eShop? Uh, 20 bucks. That's a budget title for you? Well, okay. Well, yeah. Well, I don't, Consider- I don't know. Like, considering the single player has a lot to unlock and uh, has a lot of extra challenges, I mean, I would think that you'd get at least, if you're really good at at RTSs, I would say you would get a minimum of eight hours out of the single player, and that's not including the multiplayer, which unfortunately it doesn't have online, but but considering that most games nowadays are like 60 bucks and are done in like five hours, like, I still think that the $20 is a budget. Okay. Uh, well, like a, for a handheld. Yeah. Or is it on the, the Wii U? Uh, Wii U. Okay. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, sorry to cut things, cut you off, but we're trying to keep this episode short. It's our reunion episode, I guess. Uh, and Juan walked out of the party early. Um, so uh, you guys are probably wondering where we've been the last few weeks. Derek, are you wondering? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I logged on Skype at a usual time. I called you guys, I texted you guys, and nobody showed up. So uh, tell me, where have we been? We, we had an episode 30 in the can a couple of weeks ago, but more gremlins showed up, and I could not recover the audio. Don't want to get into a long story, but it was just like, I, it was unlistenable. And we want to make an amazing product. But we've got good news. We have recently teamed up with Full Screen Entertainment, and we are part of the Full Screen Network, which means... You're probably listening to this episode on SoundCloud, but which means we're on SoundCloud and we're part of the pioneers at the SoundCloud podcasting uh, uh, feature that just came out recently. So uh, what that means, uh, since we have the power of full screen behind us, uh, you'll be able to get more consistent content from us 
Uh, we're hopefully going to be having more contests and great stuff to give away to you guys. And we're we're now like at home with uh, the main podcast and a bunch of other great uh, content producers from full screen. So, uh, yeah, that's our little surprise uh, for you guys. Um, I'm I'm been using SoundCloud for a while and it's an amazing platform for for my music and it's 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 going to be great for us and I know I hope Derek Juan and Josh are as happy as I am. I'm I'm really excited about it because one thing that I really like about SoundCloud is the discovery. It's really easy to discover stuff on SoundCloud. So I feel like you know for, for right now a lot of our listeners and subscribers come via geekscape.net or from word of mouth or Jonathan talking about it on the regular podcast. Um but but the way that SoundCloud does it where you can just look up interests and stuff like that it'll be just be so much easier and the fact that you can see all the episodes and stream them from a single page rather than having to either go back through the archives on geekscape.net or load them in like a podcast app or anything like that. I think it's going to be awesome. Um yeah, yeah and it's, just, it's I just really want to say that if you're subscribed to our RSS feed, that's not changing. So you can still get it in iTunes. You can still get it in Zune. I lost my Zune. I'm trying to get get a new one. But um, listen to it in Zune. Listen to all your amazing uh, podcasting apps. So that's not going away. But you'll just have the um, the convenience of getting this all in one place. And Josh, how do you feel about this amazing, amazing predicament, I guess? Well, predicament makes it sound bad, but I'm pretty <laughs> excited about it. I mean, the more you know, now that we can grow this, um, you know, grow the show and grow the network as a whole, I feel like this is going to be a great opportunity to be able to pick up some new ears for our show and for the for Geekscape proper. So, like onwards and upwards, right? Right on. So, if this is your first time listening because you found us through Full Screen or SoundCloud, we have a mission objective at the end of each episode: a question. We ask you guys to tweet at us and email us, comment, and let us know your responses, and we read the best ones on the air. So the question this week, and you might have got a little uh, sneak peek when Juan stepped out, is what are you hoping is going to get announced at this E3? Uh, Juan talked about some uh, Nintendo stuff that I completely forgot right now because that was a while ago, and a bunch of stuff just came in and out of my ears. I remember you said Paper Mario 2. Paper Mario 2. Or no, no, Mario RPG 2. Mario RPG um, but uh, Derek, what have you been? What are you hoping? Hoping gets announced. Uh, I mean, there's you know, there's always the uh, the yearly. I hope that these get announced, even though they definitely won't get announced. Half Life Three, um, as well as The Last Guardian. Um, you know, it's to the point where yeah, I, I hope those happen. I don't hope. I don't. I don't have any hope that they're going to. But uh, you know, aside from that, I'm hoping for some new games uh, being announced and less uh, HD remakes because, you know, the PS4 and the Xbox One, they've been out over a year and a half at this point. I still feel like the best games, you know, a lot of the best games in both of their libraries are rehashes of games we played last gen, and I wish that wasn't the case, but at this point it is. Um, so some freaking new stuff um, would be fantastic. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it more. I'd love to see, I'd love to hear some more from telltale telltale is working with Marvel on a project. I don't know if it's too soon, um, for them to be announcing anything on that, but that would be I'm awesome. Start, I'm starting to get burnt out on Marvel. 
I yeah, thought you were gonna say I, Telltale. I, I'm starting to get burnt out on Marvel too, but I'm not getting burnt out on Telltale, and 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 that could be, and, and it depends on what Marvel, because Daredevil it was fucking awesome. Uh, Avengers two was whatever, but uh, but Daredevil was fantastic, and Telltale paired up with Marvel like that would be that's gonna be a story that you're not gonna be able to see anywhere else. Um, of course, on the subject of Telltale, I really hope we see something from The Wolf Among Us season two. Even though last I heard, they probably won't talk about that until season. Uh, 2016 of course walking dead they said that season three will not be dropping at all until next year but they also said that there there will be something before that so maybe we're gonna get another dlc chapter or something like that Mm. um i feel like i i I feel like maybe part of the reason i love the telltale stuff so much too is not the fact that it is amazing which it is in its writing and in its gameplay and the, the the choice system and everything like that but they're also shorter experiences so i can actually experience them which i really like um i'm just experience kind of realizing those that. experiences yeah I, i'm just kind of realizing that right now but but I, that that that's mostly what i'm looking forward to of course i don't think we're going to see anything any nintendo nx um that is that the next one was that what it was, it was what it was called the nx nintendo nx or next or yeah, uh, yeah it's probably yeah, just I, like a placeholder name yeah, no, no, it definitely is. But, um, you know, I don't think we'll see anything from that this year. Star Fox will probably see finally, which uh, is exciting. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Josh, I'll let you uh, take the next next step so I can close the show up. Right, right. No, I think it was funny that you mentioned how the, you want something new from the new consoles, where I think a story just came out today where one of the heads at Sony was saying that their first-party lineups admittedly lacking or light. I don't yes. remember the exact word Yeah, that was used. great. But uh, but yeah, it doesn't matter because it's selling like crazy. But um, anyway, um, with e as far as E three, um, I don't really know too much of what to expect because the I don't I don't know I just don't feel like there's gonna be too many surprises this year. But if I could have one, I would probably want a new F zero game. Uh, preferably not a racing game because, like I mentioned on a previous show, it would be great to see how Captain Falcon's actually a bounty hunter when we never see him get out of his car. Um, outside of that, I'm excited. I, I mean, even though I know it's going to be there, I'm excited to play Project Cross Zone 2. Um, be able to try out some of those, uh, some of the new characters that they're going to have on display. And outside of that, I mean, I'm just kind of hoping to enjoy the ride. Uh, hopefully some surprises will pop up. But as long as uh, Star Fox is there... And as long as we get some more uh, some more insight on the some of the games that are on their way, like Metal Gear, uh, then I'm more than happy. And no, I don't expect Last Guardian to ever show up. <laughs> um. Uh, I, oh, I forgot to mention in the show. There's this YouTuber named Ragnar Rocks who posted a uh, conspiracy theory video on the cancellation of PT. Uh, he also did another conspiracy theory video on the uh, PT's. Um, association with mk ultra whereas like a lot of stuff is uh influenced by the mk ultra project from the 60s i posted the video of the cancellation conspiracy theory on our facebook but i'll put it in the show notes he brings up a lot of really good points as as to why pt and silent hills might not be as dead as we think uh did you get a chance to watch that video derek i did not but now that you've described it i'm going to yeah, he re- it's about 15 minutes long, but he really gets into it, and it's he brings up some really good points. Um, so I, I'm hoping something from PT or Silent Hills is there. Uh, if if he is if his shit comes true, um, then definitely. Um, I, 
when, when we posed this question, the first thing I thought of was Ubisoft. And I feel like I might be like an abuse victim just like going back for more. But I really hope to see some more stuff from the Rainbow Six um, 5v5 competitive shooter game, whose name I can't remember right now. Uh, that looked really fucking cool. The damage inside the houses where you can shoot through the walls and they fall apart in layers seemed amazing. Is it the Division? No, no. Then there's Tom Clancy's The Division, which is that like open world MMO, very Destiny-esque feeling game that was supposed to come out but got pushed pushed back and pushed back but no um rainbow six something look it up it's it's a shooter uh those are the ones that i'm really excited for i really can't think of anything else that like i'm hoping is coming out like i just like getting i like the announcements at e3 that's why i like i like the announcements i don't like to be hype and i like to see what i'm i'm to be expecting there's really nothing that i'm like hoping for um uh new star fox i want to see a new star fox yeah. Well, I have a feeling um, you're going to be very happy with this year. Oh, yeah. All right, then. Um, oh. Uh, I hope, I hope they don't announce any more Amiibos because uh, I can't afford them. Oh, they're going to print money. Um, That's going to be their entire press conference. <laughs> this is just... That reminds me. Holy shit. Like um, in each, each, and, and you'll be very happy to know that we're sending each GameStop store one unit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did, have, have any of you guys ever gone to the World of Warcraft panels at San Diego Comic-Con? Nope. So the first year I brought my buddy, this was before I was writing for the site, we waited in line like an hour because he's like, he's a huge WoW player. He's like, oh, I want to go to the, this WoW panel. I want to go to this WoW panel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Like, like, I think our other friend was like taking surfing lessons. So I was like, all right, let's just wait for Robert to get here. We waited in line forever and we get there and like, it's like World of Warcraft panel and everyone's like, Wee! and the guy gets up there and he gets up to the mic and he's like, uh, we just want to let you know that we are not going to be talking about the video game. We are going to be talking about the toys and the novels. Uh, so any questions about the game uh, are going to uh, not be answered. And I turned to my friend Brian and he just, all the color left his face. And I get to see his heart sunk and I'm like, ah! <laughs> so that's what I feel like Nintendo's press conference is going to be like. It's like, <laughs> no video games, just Amiibos. Oh man, that reminds me of when David Hayter was a guest at Anime Expo and he was talking about how excited he was to talk about his anime work since everyone only asked him about Metal Gear and his entire panel was Metal Gear questions. Oh. <laughs> but um, anyway, that's the show, guys. Um, we are we are putting out a call for writers. Uh, if you like, if you have dedicated opinions um, and you feel like you would be a great addition to the Geekscape Network um, and not just about video games, anything else. And the one thing I tell everybody is if you're passionate about something, um, you're a geek. The first article that I wrote for Geekscape was about Top Gear. So not really our target demographic, but it was something I wanted to write about and it got me into other stuff. So uh, hit us up. You can tweet us. Uh, you can tweet at the show at Geekscape Games. You can tweet me at Shane O'Hare. I am at D. Cranivel. And I'm at Inu Joshua. And the other guy is at King of Mars, you know, yada, yada, yada. So um, that was it. Episode 31 um, on SoundCloud with full screen looking for new writers. So we'll see you guys back here next week. Thanks for joining us. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.